Sister Chats on the Home Front is for the woman who needs a heart-to-heart with a fellow sister, a place to learn and to be encouraged by experiences of other military spouses also navigating the transient lifestyle. As we listen to each other's stories, we hope you are reminded that you are not alone in this struggle and encouraged in the gospel. Our goal is to promote joy, foster relationship, and encourage you to keep fighting the good fight on the home front. Grab a cup of coffee or whatever's nearby and let's chat. We're so glad you're here. Hi friends, and welcome back to Sister Chats on the Home Front. I'm Amanda, and last week we shared our heart and vision for this podcast, that it would be a place to listen, learn, and grow in our love for God as we navigate a military lifestyle. And today, I'm super excited we get to hear from Olivia as she shares some of the challenges she has faced on her military journey. So last time we heard a little bit, but to recap, you guys met through church and Mm -hmm. he finally asked you to the ring dance. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It took a long, long time. Things take time, right? Yes. I was very ready to say yes, which it's always a good thing. Yes. And you guys have been married for six years. Yep. We had a few kids. (laughs) Yep. We have three kids. Um, We packed it all in. Um... And, yep, just living this adventure life, (laughs) moving around. Yeah, moving around. And you're about to start homeschooling and add that to all your moving fun you're doing. (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited. Well, I'm a little bit terrified, but my oldest um, is very excited and very motivated. So that is, going. I think, going to help me to stick with homeschooling, at least for this year. I love that. When they're excited, it's just, it's the best. So it makes it work. <laughs> so I think a great way to begin is just for you to tell us a little bit about your experience in the military so far. So kind of where you have been, what your husband has done in his career, and um, kind of just a little bit of overview of that. Sure. I obviously met my husband, like I said, last time when he was at the Air Force Academy, So we dated while he was there, and then when he graduated, we got married, and then the next two years, we bounced around from different training bases. My husband is a pilot, so we had a lot of different trainings that we needed to finish up, and then finally, we ended up at our first operational assignment in Florida, and we've been in Florida now for a little over three years, and so we're actually looking forward to PCSing soon. But over the last three years, we've been really busy with deployments and TDYs, which are um, shorter trips if you don't know what a TDY is. And our community is known for relatively short deployments, but they're more frequent. So I'm really Mm. thankful that we don't have to go more than much more than three months at a time without seeing each other. But it does mean that we are almost constantly in transition. So we're either anticipating an upcoming trip or experiencing a separation, or we are uh, working on reintegration as a family. So 
it's always exciting and it's it's kind of funny because my personality I mean, maybe everyone's like this a little bit, but I love to be comfortable. I love our routine. I love predictability. And so I think God just knew that I needed a little push and he put me in this lifestyle and I'm learning a lot through it. So, oh yeah, I think the predictability and adjusting back is a challenge. Yeah. Well, speaking of different and exciting, was military life what you expected or was there anything that was a bit of a surprise? I think overall it was definitely how I expected, um, but I had a more romantic view of it. So Mm. um, it just, it seems, it seemed a little more glamorous before we actually got into all all the experiences, (laughs) which made us normal for life, but... (laughs) You know, you think about your man in a uniform, which is, I mean, it is still pretty romantic, but you know, they, they get stinky and you have to wash them (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) or, um, deployments with, or like homecomings after a deployment, they seem so exciting and happy and sweet and they are, but there's a lot more that goes into that. And it's just, um, it's a lot harder to ex- obviously to experience um, the deployments, and then it's definitely not as uh, romantic as I expected. I guess it's not just the photos. I guess the cute, the cute homecoming photos. Just the photos. Which I love. There's a lot more uh, going on behind the behind the photo, but um, overall, I think I I knew that deployments would be hard. Mm. That would be the hardest thing for me, and I think that has been true so yeah so as you just mentioned we we want to talk about some of the difficulties that we have faced here in the military and I think we want to dig a little deeper into those challenges um to to hear what God has taught you through the struggle and how we've grown closer to him not to just Mm. go into a a down spiral of negativity, but just, (laughs) but just to encourage one another, because I feel like we do need to know the real struggle that has, that has gone on and how we have conquered through Christ. So could you share with us, Olivia, just what has been the greatest challenge that you have experienced in the military? Yeah. Like I said before, deployments, um, and just separation from my husband, Jeremiah has been probably one of the biggest struggles. And I think that is rooted in a fear of being alone. And God has definitely been using these, um, separations to reveal my own heart tendencies and struggles to idolize my husband, and to lean on him over leaning on the Lord and trusting in the Lord first and foremost. So I just remember dropping Jeremiah off for that first deployment. And, you know, you, at least for us, we like drive up to the squadron and he unloads all of his bags and that takes a while. And then, and then he comes back to the car and he kisses all the the kids goodbye and kisses me goodbye. And, and he just walks away. And I just, I guess I will never forget that experience where you realize you're not going to see your husband for a long time. And the feeling of emptiness and the way of being alone is almost instantaneous um, for me. Mm. 
even though I'm surrounded by three kids who need me and who, you know, make lots of good and bad noises and all that. Um, So I definitely struggled with that feeling. And I think it was revealing that I put a lot of trust in my husband and I was afraid that I would not be able to find comfort and um, peace in the Lord alone. It was overwhelming to think that I only had the Lord really Mm. to support me. And um, which is obviously revealing of where I was in my relationship with the Lord or what I was trusting in. So I think this goes a little bit with my personality. I'm a verbal processor. I I'm really grounded in my thoughts and emotions through my interactions with others, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think the Lord created me that way, but um, I I think there is just the tendency to rely on others over relying on the Lord. So Yeah, I think a lot of us women are verbal processors. I know it's really helpful to say things out loud, but yeah, I can also see how you could have a tendency to... I could, I'll have a tendency to be like, I need friends and talk to people versus, yeah. as you said, put that hope and, and that trust back in God. Yeah. So you're a verbal processor. So how did you start to process you, your, mm-hmm. the, this loneliness that you were encountering? I think that it took me a long time to figure it out. Probably because I wasn't verbal processing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I mean, at the beginning, I, I just felt like I should be able to handle this. I shouldn't be afraid to be alone in my house. (laughs) Yeah. And I wasn't afraid of like, um, like it wasn't a safety thing or I wasn't really afraid of, you know, various scenarios you could imagine. It was just the, just the emptiness, I guess. And so, I mean, I remember in the evenings, they were always the most difficult, I mean, my kids are pretty young, so I would put them to bed pretty early, and then I would have, you know, three or four hours, depending on how late I stayed up, because let's be honest, I stay up really late when my husband's gone, but, you know, it would be so lonely and quiet in the house, and I often struggled to sleep, and I just struggled with this sense of being the only person in the world, which, yeah, I don't know, it's not really rational, but... Anyway, so I would, sometimes I would just go outside and that would help me feel more connected with reality. And, um, and then I've, over time, I've also found that, um, praying out loud and reading the word out loud has been really helpful just to solidify, um, the truth of the scripture and Mm. to really solidify, like my relationship with the Lord is real. And I'm talking to someone who is there and who um, can hear me. And then also listening to sermons and of course, like music and stuff like that has really helped fill that silence, I guess, in a positive way. But yeah, I think it definitely took me a long time to realize exactly what was going on. And the Lord slowly stripped away the things that I was trusting in. And um, he just was revealing that I was not fully trusting in his promises. And even though I knew that he hears our prayers and that he promises to give us wisdom when we ask and that he has given us the Holy Spirit 
as a helper and encourager. I wasn't um, claiming those promises as my own. I didn't fully believe that they were extended to me personally. Yeah, I also find um, I find that very convicting as I have difficulty sometimes claiming God's promises as my own. And and it's hard because, you know, like you said, those tangible ways of reaching for other things to fill those spots is so much easier, it seems, like in the in the moment. But when when we actually listen and hear God's promises, I think it is so mm-hmm. wonderful. And um, and it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but through all this, what has God taught you through the struggle? What have you been encouraged in the gospel because of this? Well, first of all, I'm just so thankful that the Lord <laughs> takes time to reveal these things to us, um, that he chooses to put mm-hmm. us through difficulty yes. um, in order to reveal more of himself to us. Um, I was just thinking about as a parent, we love our children and we want the best for them. But sometimes we know the best is asking them to do hard things and and we are doing that out of love and we're also with our children all along the way when we ask them to do hard things. So I think realizing that about the Lord has been helpful and um, I think for me, my prayer life has been pretty revealing of what's going on in my heart and what I'm striving after. I often would pray, uh, help me to ask for more wisdom or help me to trust you more, Lord, or help me to be better at this, which these are good things to ask for. We need to ask for help to do these things. But Mm -hmm. I, I guess my prayers were not characterized by claiming those promises. I feel like my prayers um, have grown to be more like, Lord, thank you that you promised to give wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you for this, or thank you that you are trustworthy. I can trust you with this because you say that you're trustworthy. Um, so just kind of claiming those promises in my prayers. Um, I think that's been a big thing that I've learned. And then, um, of course, I've been learning a lot about using my community, especially in this area of loneliness, um, asking for help, being aware of what I am struggling with and what I actually need and being willing to reach out to others. Oh, that's so good. I, yeah, I also find it's really hard to ask for help, but I do know that when I have or, you know, talked with a sister and just told her what's going on, it's been so encouraging for her and me because with that vulnerability, we see that we do need each other. And then, when she shows up and does something or even, and even when I show up and do something, when she has a difficult mm-hmm. time, God gets the glory versus me because yeah. I tried to do it all by myself, you know, <laughs> and that no. never works out anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So you said that you got better utilizing your community. Was there any specific ways that your community helped you during that time? Well, I um, am thankful that my church family has been really supportive and I would get some surprise meals every once in a while and of course childcare. And then honestly, the most meaningful thing to me during this time was company. So I had a dear friend who basically adopted my children as her own and she would come put my kids down at night. That's the best. She would do the bedtime routine with them. 
and I know it was so good. It was like so good for my kids because they, I mean, you know, they got a high quality bedtime routine from her. (laughs) Much better than what I would have provided. And then she would stay later and just hang out with me or she would let me go to the store or whatever. And it was just so nice to have company and have someone there during those evening hours. And the Lord, I'm just really thankful for how he provided friends who are willing to do that. And then he also provided for me to be able to visit my family and even have my family come visit me, which was really helpful too. That is so awesome. And so wonderful to hear that, you know, in you trusting him, he brought about and provided all these things in tangible ways while you were trusting Mm -hmm. him. So in the midst of all this, um, what did you find most helpful in the experience? I mean, at, like after dropping Jeremiah off, what were some really easy things that you could do that really helped the loneliness and emptiness? Well, it took me a long time to figure this out, but I planned for the hard times. So that's so good. So knowing what times of day were hard for me or what times of the week were hard and set some things up to help with that. So for example, the first, um, hard time is right after you drop your husband off for deployment. So I scheduled a visit with Mm. some friends right after, um, dropping my husband off and spent the afternoon with them instead of going back to my empty house. And that was so helpful. That's the best. I had this, um, one friend who suggested asking a trusted friend or a close friend or or family member to call or text you every night before you go to bed. And I never did that, but I think that's a great idea. It's a fantastic idea because yeah, I feel like the evenings are always the worst, especially if you're waiting for a text to here he is landed or something like that, that that would just be really encouraging to have someone send you a scripture or a word of encouragement. Um, and you know, just physically check in on you to make sure everything's going okay. Yeah. I definitely think if I ever have the opportunity to do that again, um, like go through deployments and stuff, I think I should for sure do that. So maybe I'll be uh, asking you, Amanda. Uh, may I, I think I'll ask you first. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. You have, you have some pending separations coming up. So yeah. Um, also, I just think a good thing to remember is that sometimes the Lord does not take the hard things away. I feel mm-hmm. like I still struggle with this fear of loneliness and and sometimes that's discouraging because I wonder if I will ever learn um but I think it's just a constant reminder to go back to Christ and to lean on him and to constantly be holding on to his promises and then I do think as we continue to go through the hard things I've just grown in my confidence that he will be faithful and he will provide even if the emotions or the or the circumstances don't necessarily get easier right away yeah that reminds me of romans 5 3 which says that that we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character Mm. and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because god's love has been poured out in our hearts through this Holy Spirit, which has been given to us, which is encouraging because, you know, even when reading and praying Mm -hmm. my Bible in my Bible, I want that instant result or I want, 
you know, this thing that I'm struggling with to not be hard. But I think the reality is that these things do take time and it is essentially a lifelong struggle. Paul struggled for his whole life, you know, but yet he said God's grace was sufficient. So I think that's so true to just be persevering and obedient is, is very, it's hard, but Mm -hmm. it is so rewarding long-term. I love how that verse just reveals that this is a common struggle for all of us. It's like the Lord knew that we needed that verse to be encouraged in the midst of suffering. Right. Well, those are such fantastic and tangible ideas. And I think that a lot of us could even implement some of those this week. But before we close, I would love to hear what encouragement you would have for the woman who is experiencing loneliness on her journey right now. Well, I think just start with the Lord. Um, Ask him for help. Ask him for clarity to understand um, what you're feeling. Um, Like we were saying, pray out loud. I think that is that has been really beneficial to me. And honestly, when my husband's gone, it's nice because I don't feel awkward doing it because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm by myself. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a perfect opportunity to do that. Um, so just, of course, start with the Lord, trust in him, um, trust him at his word, claim his promises for yourself, and then put that into action before you feel like it, mm. which is really hard for me because I feel like I need to sort through all of my emotions and figure out like all the answers to my problem problems before I get into action. And then asking for help is part of that planning for the difficult times of your day and seeking to be in community. No. Oh, yeah. Those are so good. Um, well, we here at sister chats love good resources. So do you have any resources that you would recommend to military spouses or just some that have encouraged you on this subject or just on anything? What would you share with us? Well, I think particularly one book has been helpful, um, Idols of the Heart by Elise Fitzpatrick. Mm. This book, she basically helps you to sort through and reveal the idols that are in your heart. So basically she takes like different emotions or things that you're struggling with and she's, she breaks it down to the heart issue. Um to what you're trusting in and leaning on rather than the Lord. And then of course she um, builds you back up in Christ and points us to, um, to trusting in the Lord over these other things. So that's been really helpful to me. And then also um, Girl Meets Change by Kristen Strong. Have you read that one? Yes. Yes. I think I might've recommended that that one to you. Maybe not. You did recommend it to me and I've recommended it to several military spouses. Yeah, it's just so encouraging. She talks about um, how God uses planned and unplanned change for our good. And even when it's uncomfortable, we can trust his plan in it. Yeah, it's so good. I I really wish that like I could give it to every new military spouse because it's encouraging and it's fun. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. And she's a military spouse herself, which is nice because basically she speaks exactly to our experience. So, yes, I would like, love to have her on the podcast. If uh, I but know, I, I would probably fangirl too much recording her. <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's so great. Well, thank you so much, Olivia. I was so encouraged by just the tangible ways you suggested that we combat our loneliness and just hearing how God has been so faithful in your story and brought you so much closer to him has been a great encouragement to me. And I'm sure it has been an encouragement to everyone listening. So thank you. Wasn't that encouraging, friends? I know that I have been both challenged and encouraged to rest in Christ in all areas of my life that feel empty and alone. 2 Corinthians 1.4 tells us that He comforts us all in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And friends, I can tell you that is so true in Olivia's life, and I have been greatly encouraged through her perseverance during deployments and have witnessed the comfort and compassion she has brought to relationships through her struggles. My hope is that we would all look to Christ in our loneliness, rest in Him, and then go and comfort others with the strength we have received from God. Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to connect with you. Find us on Instagram where we'll be unpacking this topic of loneliness a bit more this week. We would love to hear your stories and how God has brought you through lonely times. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to share it with a friend. And if you could leave us a review on iTunes, it really helps us get the podcast into the ears of other military spouses. Just click that five stars and let us know what you loved about this chat. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.